Hello and welcome to this Expert Insights CD. I'm Donna Hansen from Prime Solutions Training and Consulting. Our Expert Insights CD series is designed to give professionals access to the latest trends, ideas, philosophies and approaches that impact on productivity, performance and achievement, both in business and personally. We know that these days it's often hard to find the time to step outside your world and explore what's happening in other organisations. Prime's Expert Insights CDs are designed to provide you with concise information on topics relevant to you on a regular basis in a format that maximises your time and keeps you up to date with current trends. In this Expert Insights CD, we speak with Lindsay Adams. Lindsay is a speaker, workshop facilitator and coach. For over 20 years, Lindsay has worked both in government-owned enterprises and in his own businesses. Lindsay's focus is on business relationship building strategies to underpin sales, enhance team and create outstanding leaders. Today, Lindsay's going to chat with us about how we can increase our productivity by getting people to say yes. Welcome, Lindsay. Hi, Donna. Thanks for having me along. Uh, no worries. Look, um, getting people to say yes, this sounds fantastic, but let's go back a step. Why don't you tell our listeners how you came to be a specialist in relationship building? Because I'm guessing growing up, it, it probably wasn't something you aspired to do. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a really interesting question. Um let me let me explain it this way. Relationships underpin pretty much everything that we do. So if you're a leader in an organisation, you have to be in relationship with your people. If you belong in a team in an organisation, you have to be in relationship with the other members of your team. If you're a salesperson and you want to be able to sell to prospects and customers, you've got to be in relationship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, relationships at a business level... Um, underpin lots of things that we do in the business world. And, of course, relationships, you know, are around us every day in our personal lives. And so I kind of stumbled into this, uh, uh, the relationship journey. I, um, you know, <clears throat> you mentioned in the introduction my, my background. I, I worked a long time in the public sector. I started my career in the Australian Taxation Office. Uh, you know, how to stop a conversation quickly at a barbecue. <laughs> So, Lindsay, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm in order to with the tax office. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, uh, you know, I left there. I started my own business 15 years ago in the year 2000, and, and I, I focused a lot on teams and leaders. And in the last five to seven years, I've branched more into sales because what I found was the common thread in all of those things was relationships. Mm. And I'm actually good at relationships. I'm a natural relationship builder. And, um, you know, we, we often say you should do what you're passionate about, do what you're good at and pay someone else to do the rest. And so I really started to focus in on relationships and I, I realised that they were the key to so much uh, success in business and I really started to look at relationships and how we can tweak our relationships, how we can massage our relationships, how we can get into relationships quickly to um, get what we need or want in business. And, and I don't mean that in a, uh, in a surreptitious way. I mean in an honourable, respectful way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so long, long explanation, but does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. So I guess what you're saying is everything we do 
is about relationships. So Absolutely. whether it whether it be conscious or unconscious, we're everything we do and say and interact with people, we're building a relationship that's either going to strengthen our ability to work together to achieve something or get somebody to say yes or get them not to say yes because you haven't built that relationship of, I guess it's about trust, building that trust yeah. as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And so um, you, you've nailed it. If, if, you want, if you want to get people to say yes instead of no, um, one of the first things you're going to have to do is to get into a relationship with them. Now, Lindsay, I'm conscious, conscious. I'm tongue-tied. I'm conscious of not making assumptions, as I know what a relationship is is in business. But I'm keen to get your definition. Okay. Well, yeah, that, that's a really interesting question. I kind of pondered this, and <clears throat> there's there's a couple of elements to it. I mean, you know, you can be in a in a business relationship, which is simply a friendship. Okay. I have a lot of business colleagues that I'm friends with. I met over the years. We kind of have something in common. Um, we've maybe helped each other out. We, you know, we see each other at networking events or functions, or or, or I know them through my professional uh, bodies. And so there's kind of um, relationships at a friendship level, um, and that's about where um, we we know them by name. We um, and if we go back to the old know, like, and trust, we know them, we like them, we trust them. I think that's probably the simplest way to, to put it. And, you know, there's relationships that go with sales and, and I could think of, um, you know, mentoring or coaching relationships that I have with clients and that I have with my own mentors and coaches. So a relationship is about um, we know the person, we like the person, we trust the person. I suppose let's just boil it down to the simplest, uh, simplest sphere that we can. Okay, so... You know, I, I, you talked about um, creating relationships through various associations and, and networking groups. How do you know who the right ones are? So a lot of our listeners might be thinking, look, these days my time is just so so limited. You know, I don't want to build relationships with people that I'm not going to get anything out of. What do you say to stuff like that? Yeah, that's an interesting one. I think... Um you know, one of the things that I, I often teach in the programs that I offer is um, if, you, if you go to a networking function, go, you've got to go there for a reason or an intention. Mm-hmm. A lot of people go networking and I, I say, what, why are you here? And they go, well, I'm networking. Yeah, that's nice, but what, what's your intention for being here? What's the outcome you seek? And so if you have no other intention, then my suggestion to your listeners would be go to an event with the idea of creating three new relationships and then see where those relationships take you. So that could be as simple as um, shaking hands with someone, having a conversation and finding out what they do and then maybe figuring out um, could I do business with this person, could I help them or could they help me? And if, if you think that there's nothing in it for you or them, then it's time to move on. And so, uh, you know, it's a bit, it sounds a bit mercenary, but if you're going with the, with the purpose in mind to meet three new people, well, don't waste your time getting stuck with a dud, you know? And it's okay to say, well, lovely chatting with you. I'm gonna, this is a networking function. I'm going to go and network and leave the conversation and go and talk to someone else. And so, um, you know, creating relationships really, it can be a simple process. And for some people, it's quite fearful. 
Mm. So, Lindsay, if I was to take that concept of networking that we talked about, because there'll be a lot of our listeners who maybe don't necessarily go to external networking events, I'm assuming we could apply the same to internal networking. Have you got some ideas or thoughts based upon, you know, all the different clients you work with as to how people could internally network so that when they um, are looking for a particular resource, regardless of the size of their business, you know, they've, they've, I guess, built relationships that will enable them to get people on board if they've got to, I guess, um, uh, present a business case and, and yeah. have the support behind them, those, those sort of scenarios. Sure. And, well, you know, uh, there are some really, really simple things. Uh, uh, we need to do the basics. So you've got to be there for the other person. And what I say, what I mean by that is that if you're in conversation with someone, focus on them. Be there for them uh, so that you're talking to them, with them, concentrating on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not looking over their shoulder <clears throat> trying to think, um, well, well, um, who, who else is in this, uh, you know, uh, situation that I could talk to? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really about focusing on the other person so that, um, uh, you know, you're 100% there for them. Do, do you think sometimes in a business we get caught up in uh, the work and, and sometimes creating those more personal connections? Now, I'm not suggesting, you know, Friday night drinks or anything like that necessarily, but just having some of those casual conversations, you know, what did you do on the weekend and really actually paying attention starts to build a relationship where people look at that relationship beyond just your interaction in the office and they feel like they know you a little more personally and and that then makes it easier when you need something to get them to say yes. Absolutely. So, I mean, the next thing to, to do, you, you're going to be there for them, but the next thing is to find the common ground. And, you know, the, the really simple one is the weather. Um, but once you have a, some sort of relationship, and if you're talking like an internal, you want to get to know internal people and build relationships with them, then you're going to... Um, I was in a client's office the other day in New Zealand. Walked into one of the offices, and I'm talking to this guy, and he's got a photo of three young children up on the wall beside his desk. I said, oh, are they your kids? Yes, they are. Oh, how old are they? He gave me the ages. I said, oh, you lucky man. My children are, mine are 29 and 27. They're, mm. they're grown up and I went, and they left home. Woohoo! Um, and so it was about finding the common ground for he and I. And we talked kids and we talked about where his kids were in their journey and I talked about where my kids were in their journey. So straight away, we got something to talk about. And you know, I could just feel us moving a little bit closer together in terms of deepening and strengthening our relationship. Um, And so, you know, finding the common ground really helps immeasurably. So that could be, it could be sport, it could be family, it could be, um, it could be the desk you're sitting at, the phone you use, the the coffee cup on your desk. You the know, view from the window. The view from the window. Uh, the fact that you you know you live in Melbourne and and the weather's rubbish, and I live in Brisbane where the weather's magic. You know. <laughs> uh, oh, hang on. Did I just create a little disconnect? There? <laughs> 
Uh, it's actually 38 degrees down here today. Oh. <laughs> no, just kidding. It was, yeah, joy of joy. Uh, so I guess, and there, there's a couple of really, really interesting points that, you know, when you articulate it the way you have, Lindsay, it sort of almost gets to the point where you go, hey, if we've got common ground, I like you, I know you, I trust you, I'm going to say pretty much yes to everything unless you tell me to jump off a cliff. So the two things that, that I, I saw there were that first thing, common ground. And, and, you know, it's about, I guess, thinking consciously about this. You know, I'm going in to um, build a relationship with maybe there's somebody new in our team and, you know, I want to build that relationship or I feel like there's a disconnect with a, um, somebody else in the organisation that I interact with. So how yeah. can I actually build yeah. a relationship that means we're going to transact better and then when it comes time for me to need to work with them, um, you know, it's easier for me to get them to say yes. Yeah, but wait, there's more. Oh, no, steak knives. <laughs> yes. Well, you see, um, that's, that's the, you know, you've got to be there for them. You've got to find the common ground and then you have to be of service in some way, some shape or form to them. Mm. Now, when I say be of service, I don't mean... Uh, uh, mow their Wash grass. Their car. Um, uh, but what I do mean is find a way to help them. Now, there's a lot of research being done around um, the laws of psychology, and there's a great book that you, your listeners would love to read, I'm sure. It's called uh, Persuasion, sorry, it's called Influence, the Psychology of Persuasion. Oh, yes, I've read this book. It's been around for a long time. I read it. Gee whiz, 15, 20 years ago, and I have it on my bookshelf and I, I go to it often. Now, in that book, the author, Robert Cialdini, talks about the law of reciprocity. Mm -hmm. And he's researched and proved this, that if you help someone, they will help you back in return. Mm. And so now we can, we can do this the sneaky way. Um, there's a religious, a, a religious group called the Hare Krishna uh, and, and Cialdini talks about them in his book. In, in America, they go around airports and they're handing out flowers, a little paper flower. And then they ask you for a small donation or gift to their organization. And nine times out of ten, people will give them some money. Mm. But the people feel kind of they've been taken, um, taken advantage of and quite often they throw the flower into the rubbish or in the trash, as he says. Mm -hmm. And now here's where it gets interesting. They then, the Hare Krishna then go and retrieve the flowers and do it all over again. And so, now let's take this step away from this example and go into the real business world. Mm -hmm. um, and I was talking with this guy with the, with the photo of the three kids. And I said, um, his name's Richard. And I said, so what are you up to, Richard? And he said, oh, I'm trying to write a blog. And he said, I'm struggling with this paragraph here. And I said, oh, well, let me have a look. I'm, I might be able to help. And I, I just helped him reword. He had five dot points. I went through, reviewed the dot points, suggested a reorder, gave him some different words for one or two of them. And he went, wow, Lindsay, you're a genius. That's fantastic. And I went, oh, all part of the service. <laughs> now, that little act of service, again, deepened and strengthened our relationship. Now, what happens next time when I walk into Richard's office and say, hey, mate, um, I need a favor. Can you help? What do you think his response to me is going to be? Absolutely. It's got to be more positive, hasn't it? Oh. Now, did I do that because I plotted and schemed and I thought, how can I, how can I, you know, get this guy under my wing and take, take power and control? No, it's a genuine act of service. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if I'm in an office 
and someone, you know, I'm walking through a door, I'll always open the door for someone. I don't care whether they're male, woman, child, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I'm if I'm standing in a line, I'll, I'll let them go ahead of me. It's just just little acts of service which um, build your relationship. And and you know, I'm sure you're the people who are listening to this can think of other simple things that they can do which which have an impact on know, like and trust. I think what you say is is interesting, particularly the way society is going today where we seem to be so disconnected from each other and you only need to see that walking down the street. You know, these days you walk down the street and nobody looks at each other and smiles anymore. Like I find I walk down the street and I'm deliberately looking for people who I can make eye contact with and, and smile. And to me, yeah. that's just, that's a bit of fun. You yeah. know, I see yeah. somebody with a dour face and make them smile. But half the time you're walking along and you're thinking, is that person going to look up from their smartphone before they walk into me? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, the challenge is even increased further with the, you know, the disconnect that everybody has with each other that, you know, um, uh, coming from the technology space, technology is, it has been great in connecting us, but it's also been equally uh, adequate or appropriate in disconnecting us in a different yes. way. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, so absolutely you, right. So you talk about um, being of service to someone. Now, for some people, this might come naturally or we might think of it as, you know, the good manners that our mothers taught us. Yeah. But for some people where maybe, you know, that's that's not a natural thing, you know, or regardless, I guess, do you think we need to create a strategy around building those relationships in, in business and, and, and so that we can, you know, feel comfortable asking people for help without it feeling uh, manipulative or forced? Uh, absolutely. Now, I've, I've done a lot of work with this with, um, with leaders in teams and with, um, you know, bringing teams together to work better together. Mm-hmm. And and I say to them, how can you be of service to each other? And think about what small act of kindness could you do to someone in your team or as a leader, if you want to if you want to uh, turn someone around from where you know they're they're not performing or they're whatever, focus on the positives, reinforce the positives, and find ways to um, to be of positive service to them, and it will deepen and strengthen your relationship which then leads you to the yes. And so you can do this in a cold and calculated way to create outcomes that you need or want in your organisation. Mm-hmm. And um, you can actually think about how do I, how do I, how can I be of service to this person which doesn't look manipulative or contrived or contrived and is positive and beneficial for both of us. And, and it has to be positive and beneficial for both of us because if it's not, if it's all about you, then, you know, trust me, it ain't going to work. So do you think it's, it's about just consciously changing your mindset to one of service? Yeah. Rather yeah, than having, I mean, having like a, an eight-step process by which I can build a relationship with somebody in the workplace that will get them to say yes? I mean, I think... Um, you know, if we think of uh, customer service, and, and we've all had, I'm sure, some amazing customer service experiences, and we've had some duds. Uh. And uh, you know, I I, um, I was in New Zealand at the beginning of the week, and I was working in a little town called Hamilton. It's uh, about an hour and a half south of Auckland, and I stayed at a Quest uh, hotel, 
um, quest to have, um, you know, like apartment-style accommodation. Yes. <clears throat> and I mucked up my booking and I only had two nights booked at this quest instead of three. And I went downstairs to the front counter and I spoke to Robert, who's the owner-manager, and I said, Robert, I've stuffed up. And he said, what's up, Lindsay? And I said, I realised when I checked in, on my check-in letter it says here I'm here for two nights, I really need three. And he goes, oh, gee, he said, oh, I'm really sorry, we're fully booked. And I went, oh. And he said, but, um, he said, there's another quest two streets up, let me give them a call straight away and uh, <clears throat> I'll book you in there. So he rings them up, phone rings and rings and rings. He says, oh, I'm really sorry about this. This is embarrassing. They haven't answered their phone. And it was it was uh, 6 p.m. at night and I had a, a dinner appointment. And I said, look, mate, I've got to go out for dinner. He, just sort it for me, will you? Just, I don't care whether it's there or somewhere. He sent me a text during dinner. He said, um, I booked you a room at the Novotel. Couldn't get through to the Quest. The next morning at 7 a.m., he says, I finally got through to Quest. We have a room there. It's going to be cheaper for you than the Novotel um, which would you prefer? Now, think about that, that customer service. Mm. Um, now, <clears throat> he could have said, I'm really sorry, Lindsay, you stuffed up, you're on your own, buddy, see you later. You yes. know, he could have. Now, think about how can you take that simple experience and transfer that into the workplace. You know, you work in... You work in a production area. You work in an admin area. You work in a whatever area. How could you take a simple mishap for someone else or a misjudgment or a mistake and turn it around into a positive for them? You know, think about the impact that that would have on your relationship. And so, um, you know, simple stuff. Uh, um, you know, I was walking past uh, a desk the other day in this very same office I was in in New Zealand. Uh, um, one of the one of the girls bumped something off her desk. You know, papers went everywhere. She stood up and before she could even move, I was down on the ground. I had them all. I'm collecting them and you know tidying them up. You know, really, I had nothing to do with this person. I I didn't even know what her name was to be honest. You know, I was just walking through a client's office. That, you know, twenty people I don't know and have nothing to do with, kind of thing. But I, it was a little act of service and I, I tidied it all up and I gave it to her and she said, oh, thanks so much. And I said, oh, I'm Lindsay, by the way. We haven't met. Oh, I'm Karen. So nice to meet you. So, Karen, where do, what's your role here? Where do you fit in? And hey, presto, new relationship. Now, I don't know. Uh, I may never speak to that woman again or may never have a need to, but I, I can bet you that if anybody says to her, hey, who's that tall guy over there? She'll say, that's Lindsay. He's a really nice guy. Yep. So it's almost like, if you think about it, we're coming back to some pretty basic stuff. Just, you know, being kind and considerate and compassionate towards others yeah. in the, and treating people the way we'd like to be treated. Yeah. And so the next step, too, that goes with this, um, Donna, is it's about, you know, I talked about being there, finding the common ground, being of service, but it's really about finding or creating mutual outcomes. Now, if you want to get people to yes, um, you're a leader in a team and you need to get them to a point of yes, I want, here's my vision, I need you guys to get here. Mm -hmm. What's the mutual outcome for us? And mutual is the key word here. It's not what's in it for me, it's what's in it for us. Mm -hmm. Okay, so <clears throat> if we reach this goal, um, 
there's a bonus in it for everyone. If we reach this goal, we all go home um, Friday at four o'clock instead of five o'clock. If we reach this goal, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll buy cakes for morning tea. Um, I don't know. I mean, they're they're all kind of reward based things, but you know, it could be that <clears throat> you know, um, if we work hard together, um, our, our workplace is more enjoyable. And it's fun to be here. You know, I'm sure many, many of your listeners have worked in a workplace where it was just painful. I mean, would you rather work in a fun workplace or a painful one? Oh, look, I, I know. I can relate 100%. You know, I've uh, just recently been working with a client uh, who um, their their team had uh, been not been exposed to technology training in a long, long time and they were very reticent about being uh, involved because they were scared. You know, they had these old frames of reference going back to school and, you know, how difficult that was and how traditionally anyone who trains in the IT space, it's very, you know, you could you could almost park yourself in the back corner and get at least an hour's sleep. And, you yeah. know, they'll, they'll come up to me afterwards and go, oh, my God, that time just went so quickly. And I learned so so much, um, you know, I, and I can do this and this and this. Or yeah. they'll come up and they'll ask questions and, you know, they're, they're really engaged. And, and when people are engaged, they're more productive. And when they're more productive, uh, they feel empowered. And, and like you said, they start to say yes. Yeah. And so, you know, <clears throat> you're absolutely right. And that's when you start to satisfy people's wants and needs. So you create mutual outcomes and then um, we get what we want or need. Now, think about it. Why do people turn up at work every day? Well, they some people turn up because they love their jobs. Mm-hmm. And they want to get paid to satisfy the need of building a home, feeding my family, driving a car, going on a holiday, etc., etc., etc. So we all have wants and needs. So if we create mutual outcomes that satisfy those wants and needs, then happy days. Is that, com- so, is that coming back to Maslow's hierarchy yeah, of, of yeah. needs and, and, yeah, and working your way through those? Absolutely. And so, you know, and Maslow, the basic, um, his basic need is food and shelter, mm-hmm. and it goes on a right up to self-actualization. Uh, you know, <clears throat> some people come to work because they have to. Other people come to work because they love it. And so it, it kind of depends where you are on the scale. But if you think about this in terms of building relationships, if I create a mutual outcome which satisfies your want or your need, mm-hmm. then I'm going to get a yes every time. Okay, so we've established some ideas around building relationships. How can building business relationships and getting people to say yes actually increase our productivity? So I guess we've alluded to it, but I'd really like to just articulate it and sort of say this is this is how it does increase productivity. Sure. So, um, <clears throat> you know, if, if you're in relationship with your people and you say... Uh, look, gather around, boys and girls, there's a push on. We all need to stay back an hour and work, work an extra hour tonight. And you're in relationship, you're creating mutual outcomes, you're being of service, then they're going to be there for you. You're going to get the yes. If you're not in relationship, then um, you'll get the typical response, well, you know what, um, I, I'd love to stay back, but I'm I'm combing my hair tonight, you know, uh, um your listeners don't know me, but I don't have any hair. I've got <laughs> um, 
uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? They'll, I was chuckling on the inside. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, it, so it, it really does create productivity when you're in a relationship because people will, will go the extra mile for you yeah. yep. and or they'll just do what they're supposed to do because you're in relationship. Mm. Now, Donna, why are we talking here today? How long have we known each other? I, I don't know the number of years. It's a long time. We've been in relationship. We've we've served. We, we're members of the, the same professional body, the National Speakers Association. Um, we've served on the board together. We've we've been at events together. We've we have built and deepened our relationship over many many years. So you know, for the benefit of your listeners, Donna contacted me and said, Lindsay, um, you know, I'm looking for a bunch of experts. I couldn't find any. So you're. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, would you, could I please interview you? And my response was, yep, absolutely. Didn't hesitate because we're in relationship. Now, what's the, what's the now I'm being of service to you and Donna, you're being of service to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm being of service to you, you know, sharing ideas with your listeners. You're being of service to me, exposing me to, you know, other people who might potentially be interested in my product or services. Yep, okay. and, and obviously, um, you know, I'm doing this to, to serve my um, my clients as well. Yeah. And so, and then the mutual outcome is there and the satisfying the wants and needs is there. So, you know, it, it really just, it fits. And so if you're in relationship, it will it will make you more productive. You'll get a yes way way quicker than you than you'll ever get a, a no. You know, there's a silly old saying: um, you catch flies with honey, not vinegar. Mm, absolutely. And, and and you know what? It's so true. And you build relationships, and you get productive by by being there for the person by. By getting, you know, finding the common ground, by being of service, by creating mutual outcomes, you know, it's really... That creates one more side note that I just thought of, and I'd be interested to get your perspective on it. Um, And that is, you you talk about um, catching more flies with honey than with vinegar. Mm. Uh, from a um, an interaction perspective, I've always found that by being open and positive and engaging rather than angry, negative and that sort of approach, uh, you find people are more attracted to you and want to be around you because you actually make them feel good as opposed to making them feel like crap. Sure. And if you be there, if we go back to the original premise I talked about, if you focus on them 100%, then, then that is going to, you know, it, it underpins again what you've just said. You've got a positive, um, you know, joyful interaction, but you're listening to them 100%. Hmm. And in our modern world, how many times have you had a conversation with somebody and they're glancing at their mobile phone? Hmm. How many times have you had a conversation with somebody and they're looking over your shoulder at the view outside or who walked past or perhaps someone better to talk to? And so, you know, if you um, if you be there, uh, that really and, and you've got a, the positive out, outcome attitude, as you said, it makes it makes such a difference. Look, we're fast running out of time, Lizzie. Uh, uh, just before we wind up, I want to ask you. We've covered a whole lot of stuff in our conversation today. Um, let's just let's just niche it down to one or two tips that people could start 
uh, implementing as soon as they uh, they get to the office today or they uh, they start interacting with their colleagues to build those relationships and start working towards you know consciously thinking about building that network to get people to help them say yes and in turn increasing their productivity so what what are a couple of things that you would recommend and I know we've articulated a few but your, sure. your key ones sure so summarize. I think the key is to to be really mindful of the relationship that you want to cultivate, Mm -hmm. you know? And, in fact, just be mindful of relationships. But, you know, so that would be the first thing. Be mindful of the relationship you want to cultivate and then think about um, if you want to get to a yes and you're struggling, Mm -hmm. then then what's the mutual outcome here? How do I create win-win for this person and for me? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, I think it's um, uh, be respectful in, in, in applying all of the steps that I've talked about because if, if you do this in a way where you want to be sneaky, take advantage of someone, pull the wool over their eyes, take advantage of them, then, then it just won't work. I'm sorry. You know, people, people will sniff out a fraud from mm. a million miles away. Mm. So you can you can do this in a measured way and it has to create mutual outcomes. It's it's got to be done in a, with, with respect. So mindful relationship, mutual outcomes where both parties win and be ex- respectful of how you apply this sort of scenario. Yep. Fantastic. Lindsay, great insights. I could talk to you for hours. Uh, yeah, and uh, thanks for sharing uh, how we can we can look at building meaningful relationships to increase our productivity and, and get people to say yes, but doing it in a way that's um, that's positive and purposeful and isn't contrived at all. Um, if some of our listeners want to find out a bit more about what you can do and how you can help, how's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Well, they can go to my website, lindsayadams.com or lindsayadams.com.au. I've got them both, so... You know, it's really simple. Um, just look me up on the interwebs and I'll be there. Um, or you can give me a ring. Do you want me to give my phone number? Absolutely, or is that, uh, absolutely. You can ring me 0438-180-358 and uh, I'll be happy to take your call and answer any questions. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm really comf- comfy to chat uh, and make suggestions, uh, you know, with, with pretty much anyone. I'm busy. I move around a lot. Um, so you can ring me or you could email me, lindsay at lindsayadams.com. Um, you know, happy to, if, you, if you've got a question or a query as a result of something we talked about today, please drop me a line or give me a ring. Happy to help out. Terrific. And that's uh, Lindsay with an A, by the way, but yeah. that'll be uh, that'll be on the CD label Actually, as well. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. There's, you'd be amazed at the creative spellings of my name. I can imagine. Lindsay, thanks very much for your time today and for your insights on how we can increase our productivity by getting people to say yes. Thanks for joining us on this Expert Insights CD. For more information on Prime Solutions Training and Consulting and our services, visit our website, the three W's, Prime Solutions, with an S at the end, dot net, dot au. Until next time, this is Donna Hanson of Prime Solutions Training, helping you work smarter and not harder with technology. Bye for now.